Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Still need our antibiotics. Max, you're muted. What? Well, welcome. I'm muted myself. Welcome back to Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman, and we're joined today by Dr. Rayanne Weber. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Yes, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You got to come all the way down from Colorado Springs yep. and come in studio. So we didn't have it remote. We get to have Dr. Weber here with us. And this is an interesting story. We're going to, I want to dive right in to this because I think that um, when you first reached out to me, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's, I, it, our world is upside down. Things are crazy. And when you stand up, when you speak up, then people start. I guess when you're when you're over the target, is that what they say? Yeah, over the target. And yep. you start taking some flack. All That's right, so okay. I want you to tell everyone about you. I, you know, our listeners probably have not um, um, had the opportunity to meet you, so tell our listeners who you are. Um, I'm Dr. Rayanne Weber. I'm a family physician of 20 years. Um, uh, blessed to have a wonderful husband, Chuck, and two young teenage boys. I served in the Army active duty for six years, taking care of uh, military families and some soldiers, but mainly families. And then um, went with my husband. We traveled the country, seeing beautiful places in our wonderful country. While he was active duty, he retired after 27 years, and then we made Colorado Springs our home and um, started becoming a, a part of this community and um, really uh, just finding lovely people and loving Colorado. It's fantastic, beautiful. Um, so in that, yep, meeting some fantastic people and trying to make sense of this crazy world that we are dealing with right now. And, you know, we met because you had, you had been standing up in Colorado Springs, you and your husband, who is also a doctor, yes. he's a yep. clinical psychologist. Cl psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, sorry. I always get that wrong. <laughs> drugs, not hugs. Yeah, drugs, <laughs> not hugs. <laughs> um, and we got a chance to meet, and you know what was amazing about meeting is that, number one, you and your husband are two of the most humble, God-fearing, service-oriented people I have ever met. That's and a huge compliment. And you, you spend all of your time unselfishly serving others. And I think the interesting part about, you know, the journey that you've been on is, is kind of the, 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 the threshold, the, the line that you, got, you have driven in the sand. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to step over this line. And nobody else is going to step over this line either, Right. And we have to have our principles. We, we do our values. If we don't stand up for those, then, then we lose it. We cave in and, and we start losing our country. And you went to a school board meeting. Yes, I did. <laughs> and that's kind of where the, the flack started. That's kind of where the, you know, standing up and you had people who were not doctors. You had people who are, frankly, don't have any experience of just operating off feelings that were attacking you. Right. So it was an interesting experience. I went to my first school board meeting um, this spring when um, I, I decided we need to talk about masking children. There's not a need to mask children. It's dirty. It's gross on their face. Um, they need to see smiles. They need to see interaction and expression. And this is part of their development. It's, really important actually. So I went to the school board and I presented and the first time that I was there, you know, I, now I understand I should have been going to school board meetings for years, but now we're learning about how we need to engage in our community. But I, I went and I was the only parent there. And, you know, I, I told my 
you know, concerns about masking children, and it was listened to, and then, you know, they just moved on to what they needed to. And then the next time, I engaged with some good people, and we got more people. We had maybe 20. And the next time, maybe 60. And, it, and it's just been growing since then, because parents are seeing what's going on, and they, what, that's that line that we don't cross. You do not come for our children. We are gonna stand up for our children. So we went to one board meeting in particular, and I think we have that video. Do we not have that? Do we have that video? None of her. Okay, I, I have a video I'm going to send over um, as we start going through this. Max. Okay. Um, but in this board meeting, um, th th they literally kicked you out of the board meeting. They did. They did. Um, so I went in, and I was unmasked, and... Um, I was there to present. Uh, there's a list, a sign-in, okay, it's my turn. Um, but once I got through the room, a, a very uh, tall, uh, former police officer, some kind of physically imposing person got in my personal space and said that I needed to leave if I wasn't gonna mask. And I told her I had a religious exemption. And she said, well, we can deal with that at a later time and disregarded my religious exemption and proceeded to say that if I didn't leave, you know, they were gonna have me, you know, taken out. And so she called the, the police and unfortunately m misused their time. You know, the police do very important work. They're out there to take care of our, our community and keep us safe. And they were called to, you know, escort me away uh, because I wasn't wearing a mask. And I feel strongly that we should not bear false witness. If folks know that I'm a physician and I'm out there wearing a mask, then that means something. If, um, you know, if I'm gonna convey that we need to wear this because we need to be fearful of a, a germ and put our faith in a mask, which doesn't do anything against viruses, um, it, it, it's, it's a statement. And I don't want to make that false statement. So um, I, I did, I got escorted by the police away and they were, you know, they were fine. That was, you know, that they were respectful and I was respectful of them. I asked them questions about, you know, wh why are you gonna do this? What line will you not cross? Where, where will you say, you know, I'm not going to just do blindly what the government tells me to do or what my superiors say, where, when do we stop this? And, and that's the important question we all have to decide for ourselves. When do we draw that line in the sand and stand back up for ourselves? And this so happened you after you, had, you said you had a religious exemption, right? So correct. you told them you had a religious exemption yep. and they still had you escorted out, trespassed off the property. Correct, trespassed. Mr. Producer, can you turn up Max, please, a little bit? Thank you. Go ahead, Max. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So you ha you told them you had a religious exemption. They said that we'll work on that later and they didn't. And they just had you trespass from the property. So their trespass is obviously a government entity. That's a, it's the violation of the first amendment. I mean, it it, is. It, it, how does it get any clearer that's than that? That's our community public property. And I have a right to speak there. Um, and, and I truly wanted to speak, but I thought it was more important not to cave in and just throw a mask on my face because somebody tells me to do it. Um, yeah. I mean, imagine if, you, imagine if you showed up in a wheelchair and they just didn't have a wheelchair ramp or if they kicked you out because you were in a wheelchair or if you came with some other, if, if they kicked you out because of your skin color. These are protected classes. These are protected privileges. You have right. the right to be there. They cannot... If you have a, a turban on your head or you're yeah. wearing a burqa, they're not going to yeah. kick you out for that reason. You're, you're making a religious statement, and I do not want to bear false witness. It's a lie. These masks don't do what the TV is uh, portraying it as. Yeah. yeah it's no, intended that if... Mm -hmm. GW Kelsey just wrote in the comment section, uh, deprivation of rights under color of law. That's what they did to you. They deprived you under of your rights, pretending to be... A lawful entity pretending that it was lawful so not only is it is it a violation of your constitutional rights what they did was criminal I absolutely agree I think it was an attempt to silence to intimidate 
And what they don't realize is that just strengthens and boldens us more to stand up for our rights. Um, it, after that, I, we had a, um, a, a rally where we were, you know, off school property saying, hey, we don't want to uh, have everybody wearing masks. You know, we want our kids to breathe. We then went up to the high school to support the high schoolers that were um, going to do the walkout that day. It was a nationwide walkout. And so we went up there and we waited. Um, we prayed around the flagpole. There were maybe 12 of us parents there meeting our kids that, you know, if they chose to walk out, it was entirely in their, you know, corner. Um, these are young adults learning how to be adults, learning how to stand up for their own values. And um, so we waited there for them to walk out, and several of them did. We had maybe 20 plus kids walk out and stand up and say that, you know, they, they don't want to wear a useless mask. Um, after that, the police did come. We were not protesting. We were there to support our children and applaud them. Uh, they showed up, and so I, I said, well, I haven't dealt with this first trespass issue. It's a long time working through the court system. So um, walked away when I saw that they were, um, you know, going to try and confront the situation again unlawfully, um, and then received another citation for supposedly protesting, and now I'm banned from all District 12 school property, even though my son attends Cheyenne Mountain High School. So, so you'd think that that's where it stopped, right? But it didn't. So they, they banned you from the, from the school property as a parent, yep. which these are your kids. I know, it's crazy. So now you're not allowed on the property, which I don't even know, I don't, I don't know what kind of precedent they have from banning you from the property for speaking up for children. It's an attempt to silence. And that's Did you ever threaten anyone? Did you ever threaten anyone? Oh, no. N no I I'll mean, answer that question, <laughs> no. Did you, did you ever show any sign of aggression? No, we were applauding our children. It was, we were, so. I was so proud when I saw my son Gabriel walk out of that school and I, he's a leader and I was just so proud to be there. It, it's all worth it. We have to stand up. They are being um, absolutely unlawful and we are a, a nation of laws. We need to follow the laws and if we don't honor our, our rights, then we lose them. So we have to stand up. So, so it gets worse. It gets better. I mean, it gets, it gets, it gets better, but it gets better because of the fight, and it gets better because we're exposing the radical left and the radical left agenda. But it gets better in a way, or worse, in a way that you go through all of this. You're standing up for kids. You're you have a you have a constitutional right to speak up. Thought leadership is not thrown out the window, right? Variant of thought or ideas and or interpretation of what's really happening, of the facts, that's not a novelty in the United States. But on top of all this and standing up for children, you then get attacked and they go after your medical license. So... Um in all this, one of the most fantastic things that has come out of um, standing up is finding other parents and other community members that feel the same way, that they want to stand up. They care about what's going on with our schools and our kids and um, critical race theory, uh, the DEI. And so I held a town hall meeting at our, um, our building. Um, and invited parents and community members that wanted to have a discussion about how we can connect and um, address these concerns. And I presented, and I, as a physician, I spoke up and said, hey, um, I, I, you know, living through this crazy pandemic or scamdemic, just like everybody else, and I thought something serious was going on. I thought, I might have to throw my uniform back on and volunteer and triage and go be at the hospital and, you know, deal with masses of people coming through that are um, sick with COVID. And I know people have gotten sick and I don't want to diminish the losses that people have suffered 
whatsoever. But we didn't suffer what we were told was coming. Um, it, it never happened. And so in all that, I had time to research and figure out what is going on. I, I wanted to be able to help if help was needed. And I found that hydroxychloroquine is an absolutely effective treatment. Ivermectin is an effective treatment. And so I presented that at the town hall, as well as the concerns that, hey, masks are not healthy for kids. It's psychologically harmful for them to be masked and not be able to engage in facial expression with their peers and their, their teachers. Um, and there were two mass doctors that showed up to that, that event of, you know, of parents and community members. And at the end of the, the talk, I let them have their, their say and speak their piece um, because I think that dialogue is important. We need to be able to have a conversation, discourse, um, and, and that's how we learn. That's how we engage each other. And that is what science is supposed to be like. And so they, they did, they had their piece. Mo uh, everybody else there disagreed with the, the masks and you know having um, the vaccination, especially for kids. And then I got a, um, a note back from DORA, that's our licensing agency, that I have a complaint against my license for um, putting out medical misinformation. This um, catchphrase that um, is used to discredit people, uh, something like the anti-vaxxers. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I've had all my vaccinations. My kid has, kids have had their vaccinations. But this is different. That we are not handling this the way that our medical community should be handling it. Um, so in any case, she, she, she wrote a, um, a complaint into the board that I have to address or my license is at jeopardy. Um, it gets a lawyer involved, um, and, and, and truthfully, I mean, we know that some doctors have had their license revoked uh, for speaking up, and that needs to stop because medical censorship is harmful. If people don't hear the, the concerns of doctors that, hey, we need to be cautious, hey, we need to do better research before we start injecting everybody, we need to find out more information, if they're just watching the TV, uh, folks won't hear that there's a concern, that there's a, you know, a risk with these uh, so-called vaccinations. <coughs> going to take a real quick break from this interview to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you ever suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. We don't get to choose where a disaster strikes. And it's not just people who fall off the side of a mountain or get lost in the woods who need to be airlifted. You'd be shocked to learn just how many people in the suburbs and the cities have to be flown by hospital to a hospital by a helicopter. And it can be very expensive over 60 grand in some cases. Well, don't let it bankrupt your family. Sign up with AirMed Care Network, and it's going to only cost you $85 for one year, and that covers your entire household. And as a bonus, when you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, we're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Yeah. And then people are harmed because if they don't know, and the Bible says, for my people perish for lack of knowledge. If they don't know that there's a serious risk with these vaccinations, so-called vaccinations, they are not vaccinations, people have died. So, so let's talk about facts for a minute. And, and, I, and I, I actually want to be able to read this letter because I'm... I'm uh, uh, but I, but I want to I want to say one thing. I commend you in the way that you handle yourself with the utmost honor and respect for everyone. I'm not you. I I, I aspire to be you. Like I really want to 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 be patient with radical leftists. I just can't. I'm from You're the south. I'm You're from a fighter. The, I'm from the south side of heaven, <laughs> as I tell people. So guys, hit the share button. I want to. I want wa this message is going to be really important because this is a weaponization. This is a weaponization of our entire society. We see the weaponization of media. We see the weaponization of, of uh, the technology. We see this, this virtual bullhorn that's being created to make this small group of people look bigger. And the more doctors that I talk to, the more I'm convinced that if we're just honest about facts, yes, we just look at the facts, 
when a child, and, and I want to talk about this fact specifically, when a, when a child cannot see expression of other people and cannot express themselves, there is a study, and, and I, I, will, I will find it and I will post it, but there is a Johns Hopkins study that shows that um, major psychological disorders can be developed in those children. This, this was published. I mean, this was published in 2020. That, it hey, is serious. That it, it is serious. It's not a small thing that what we're doing to our children. It, it could cr develop into sociopathy by not being able to understand expressions and or emotions mm -hmm. or see the emotions of others. So th this study, which I read, which was 250 pages, was then pulled from the internet. Yep, it was you gotta print stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> it was pulled from the internet in January of 2021. Censorism. We know for a fact that suicides, the long tail effect of suicides over the last two years is up nearly 700% for young people. Yes. And I'm going to use this age group, and you're, you guys are going to look at it and go, that can't be right. It is right. From age 8, you had to go as low as 8 to 18. Eight-year-olds killing themselves. Eight-year-olds. These are our babies, and we have to stand up. I mean, kids that have not even developed full functionality or understanding of what's going on. And so you're standing up for that. You're standing up for ivermectin and for hydroxychloroquine. Absolutely. And... If you go back in time to July of 2020, there was a doctor that stood on that te that testified that said I would never go as far as to say that it's a miracle drug, but that ivermectin is a miracle drug. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember that? No, I don't think I caught that one, but there are plenty of doctors speaking up to say, "Hey, we have treatments available. We we don't have to be afraid of COVID." I don't think you can find that video anymore. Maybe you can, Mr. Producer, find that video. While he's looking for that, put up my screen because this is um, a graph showing all the different studies dealing with ivermectin. Hmm. So if we put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, it's coming. Can we do it? It's coming. It's coming. It's it coming. shows all the different studies. And, and there's like six ones that found that it was not efficacious. The rest of them suggested that it was efficacious, that it did have an effect. Some said it had a little effect. Some said it had a more significant effect. And all of these are all, they're all different. So if you look at them, um, obviously here, here's kind of an explainer of it. 65 trials, 628 scientists, 49,127 patients, 31 randomized controlled trials. There was an 86% improvement in 46 prophylaxis trials, 67% improvement in 29 early treatment trials, 37% improvement in 22 late treatment trials and a 57% improvement, improvement in 27 mortality results. And then also in the, in the randomized controlled trials. And when you actually look at it, you can see, I mean, the numbers are all there. So you as a doctor, Dr. Weber, you're told to practice medicine. I mean, medicine is never really settled in, in stone. It's always developing. You, you have to go and, right. and, and depending on what it's licenses you have, we you have practice. to practice. Yes. Yeah. You have to have continuing education. You go to seminars, you go to, to, to classes, you read journals to see what is new and developing. To go after you for following the science, something that they've said we should be doing all along, it's, it's unconscionable. It's unconscionable because those people don't actually follow the science. They follow the television, right? They, they follow the, the media. That's what it's, they follow. It's propaganda. It's not true. It's not scientific whatsoever. Um, yeah, we know ivermectin works. Early treatment works. That's the pivotal piece. People need to be educated that early treatment saves lives. And when they don't know that, they're fearful and they run to a, a, the so-called vaccine, think that that's going to save them, and when in fact it's causing a lot of harm. Now, the, the reason why this is important, Max, and what we're looking at is important, is that you're a family physician. So you deal with the health and well-being of the family. The person, that, the, the person that wrote this, this complaint um, is not a family physician. This person is a board, board certified in neurology. Yes, she's a neurologist. Okay, so what is a neurologist? Um, they study the brain and the whole central nervous system, mm -hmm. as well as you know how if you have a spinal cord damage, um, okay. all, all diseases related to the brain. So, so and nervous system. you deal with everything from the common cold 
to looking at illnesses that can creep up from cancer, recognizing th those effects. You have to, mm -hmm. you have to uh, give people certain prescriptions to things to help them recover from these bacterial infections, viral infections, right. Hopefully flu, educate COVID. people how to keep themselves healthy, yeah. uh, take care of themselves, take vitamin D, um, absolutely. Colds, uh, delivered babies, so the, you spend the whole a, deal. You spend a lot of time on this. Sorry, Max, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and this neurologist, he is not an epidemiologist. Nope. Uh, he or she, they're not a pharmacist. She? Or she, they, they are not in a position. I mean, they can disagree with you. That's what science is supposed to be, right? If and someone makes fine. a claim and you disagree with it, you're supposed to run the experiment, right? The whole scientific method, run the experiment, and you either prove or disprove it. That's what science is supposed to be. But yes. they've turned science into a democracy. And the majority of the scientists just think, oh, well, we believe this, so we just think it should be this way, right? right. And, and it's it's not science. It's it's politics. They've turned science into politics. It is. When you have add science and politics or science and, or excuse me, medicine and politics, all you get is politics. And the CDC is not doing its job taking care of the public, protecting the public. And a lot of these doctors, uh, because they are overwhelmed or just haven't um, ever had the thought that they should question the CDC. They should question the FDA. We should all question. We, we need to do our own research. We need to be educated. And then we need to make our own decisions for ourselves. Um, it, it's, it's promoting medical censorship. And that is, that's harmful to our public. And we, and we can't figure out the why. Now, we questioned way back at when, when they said that, that we would have a, 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 a Pearl Harbor moment, that two and a half million people would die. And, and doctors came out all over the place and said, that's just not true. And all of a sudden, it ended up being not true. And they never went back on those words. They never true. went back on those yeah, words. They left that fear hanging. And, and, and they created a fear that we were talking about a major plague on the, on the people across the globe. But that's just turned out to be false. Absolutely. And not only has it turned out to be false, but they, they have stopped the, the curiosity, the medical curiosity of things that do not involve injecting foreign materials that are untested into your body. Ivermectin has been around a long time. I took it for malaria way back in the day. Safe. Right. It's been used for decades. 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 And instead of actually talking about the fact that it's been used in humans for decades, the, you have the mainstream media and these, uh, these demagogues creating this environment where they say it's horse paste. So you're, at, you're actually putting a foreign animal uh, medicine yeah. into, into your body. But that's not true. No. <laughs> There's plenty of human medication available, and um, people need to connect with good doctors like America's Frontline Doctors and, and get the medication that can help them save their lives. And good pharmacists, because and part of the pharmacists. reason that people are being forced to resort to feed store ivermectin is because they're being they're going to pharmacies with prescriptions from their doctor mm -hmm. and the pharmacist in a lot of these cases are just refusing to fill it right they're, they're refusing getting... to fill it so here they've gone here they've mm -hmm. gone to a doctor been diagnosed the doctor has a recommended treatment plan yep. and the pharmacies won't fill it hospitals won't fill it so people i mean that's what the left has always said your medical decisions should be between you and your doctor. That's what they always claim. They usually say that about abortion, which is abhorrent, but that's been their claim that, oh, what you and your doctor decide shouldn't be anyone else's business. And here you have people who are going to a doctor being diagnosed and they're not filling the prescriptions. It, it's they're hypocritical. Not filling, even though we just showed right? all those studies. It is. And people need to stand up and say, no, if my doctor prescribed this for me, I, I have this right. I get yeah. to make my decisions about my medical care, even when you go into the hospital, to be your own advocate. Um, if you don't want remdesivir, then you speak up and say, I do not want remdesivir. And remdesivir, in every study, killed 100% of the patients in the study. That's a, true, that's a true statement. It causes kidney failure. Right. And uh, retention of water, which leads to enlargement of the heart. There's like all sorts of stuff. I keep reading all these Fluid studies. Fluid to the lungs, and right. then you need to be intubated. And when people are intubated, we, we know generally they, they don't come off of the, the ventilator. Then we lose people that way. And so we, 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 I look at this letter, and as I read this letter, and I'm going to read the letter. And this is, I, I think, 
on the record. Max, what's your thought about of, of the person that wrote it? Disclosing the person that wrote this, the doctor that wrote this, that's uh, a neurologist. I, I, I wouldn't. I okay. mean, we can. We can. I, I mean, I, if you're going to name I'm the name, I wouldn't name, I wouldn't name her home address or her phone number or email but address. I'm, or I'm, like I am going to read it because I think it's important. <laughs> I think we need to be accountable. I think we, uh, and exactly that. Listen, I, think, she, I think that if they're going to attack Dr. Weber, she's, she's publicly yeah. accused you. Yes. All right, so here yeah. we go. So it's public. You can say the gonna, name. My name is Susan Ellor. I'm oh, a she physician. actually says her name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In the letter. She, she wrote yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Right? Reading the letter. I'm a physician and molecular biologist by training, MD, PhD, who completed my neurology residency at Duke University and fellowship at Johns Hopkins. Well, she should be really familiar with the, the uh, study. I'm also a mom of two little girls who will be starting elementary school in 2022 and 2023. I just attended a town hall on 10-27-21 organized by Dr. Ray Ann Weber, who is running against the incumbent Colorado Springs D12 school board. Dr. Weber identifies as a family physician in Colorado. You don't identify. You are I a am. family physician. Okay. Licensed. Yeah. Licensed. You're, you're licensed. Yeah. You're insured. Yep. I mean, this is... Oh, okay, keep going. And holds an active license. Dr. Wepper opened her town hall. By the way, I just want to point this out, that this doctor has, and, I, and, and I'm, I've been doing just a little bit of research, does not have the experience that you have. Not even close. Yeah. Okay, okay. Dr. Wepper... And holds an active license. Dr. Weber opened her town hall rally with a statement, our children, our children are under attack. They are. In the context of discussing the current school board and the government, she stated that she had been repeatedly and wrongfully oppressed, censored by the government and social media, having interviews flagged as misinformation and removed, for speaking the truth about COVID. She went on to cite numerous false claims regarding the COVID vaccines, uh, factitious, factitious treatments, denouncing protective measures. Specifically, she stated, proven treatments like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are being actively withheld from the medical community by our corrupt government. This is because Big Pharma has monopolized the pool of treatment options to their own financial gain. Is that not true? That is absolutely true. That is, that is true. I, I stand behind that. Used that. To, that used to be a, a left talking point. The left used to rail against Big Pharma. Right? I mean, it's so weird how the different battle lines have just shifted here. And now, like, oh, yeah, you, she should have her license revoked because she criticizes Big Pharma as if that's some altar to worship in front of. I mean, it's, it's hypocritical. It is. It, it gets better. The statistics on vaccine efficacy are too good to be true. And we all know when something is too good to be true that it must be a lie. That is true. 95, 99% efficacy? No, the vaccines or the so-called vaccines are not having that kind of efficacy. Well, we know for a fact that 40%, 50%, 60%, 70% of patients that are going into the hospital with COVID have been... Have been fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. Okay. Absolutely. We also know that the countries that have the highest immunization rates with the, with the vaccine are, are seeing the highest, highest death rates and the highest um, we really hospitalization need to rates. Pay attention to what's going on in Israel. That, that's really serious. And if we're going to do mass vaccination, um, but there's repercussions for that. And we haven't just seen study the whole thing through. And Dr. Weber, just, just so yesterday. you know, I do have the, the two sites that you, uh, that you sent over to me. Okay. So if you want to put up VAERS data or, or anything, you just let me know. Cool. Thanks. Well, the, the, the there was just a study it. yesterday. Go ahead. Sorry, Johnson Max. & Johnson, the Johnson Johnson vaccine, six months after injection, Efficacy is now between 3% and 13%. 13% is the high range, more likely closer to 3%. So if you're in the NBA and you got the J&J &J vaccine, they are now forcing NBA players to start testing if they've had it for longer than two months. Basically saying, if you've had the J&J &J vaccine for longer than two months, we don't trust, we don't tr consider you vaccinated anymore. I mean, they keep moving the goalposts. So how is it that, they wanted to push the J&J &J vaccine, even though it was always the, the worst of the bunch. Even if you look at the ability just to create an immune response, putting aside the, the side effects, right? They all create at least some kind of an immune response. It's just whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze. The J&J &J vaccine has always been the weakest of the three in that regard, for sure. And they said, oh, that's good enough. It's good enough. 85% is good enough. Well, now people got it. Six months later, they're like, oh, yeah, you're not vaccinated anymore. Gotta keep doing the boosters. Boosters forever. Boosters forever. Right, and it's just two weeks to flatten the curve. 
So if you believe yeah. that, you know. But, but, that, but that's, that's my problem. I'm going to read a little bit more, but um, they haven't told us the truth about anything. Nothing that they've said about COVID has been true. They have not held China responsible for releasing a bioweapon against the entire world. They haven't held them responsible. Not one person has held them responsible, even though we've, they have not held Fauci responsible for game of gain of function when he clearly funded gain of function and killed be beagles. I mean, he was using. <laughs> and monkeys. And, and humans, little yeah. minority children, orphans in New York City. They're experimenting on. People, this is not just about animals. It's not about gain of function. It's not about China. They're, they're experimenting on children. Going to step away real quick to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars is a Patriot-owned business with an extensive line of historically themed individual cigars and cigar collections, including the Commander Series, the Founder Series, and the President Series. All of their packaging is proudly made in the USA by American workers, and it's a truly unique gift for both cigar and history lovers alike. So here's the deal. When you go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, any order over $76 is going to receive a free additional Benedict Arnold cigar. That's right, a free cigar added on top. Now, this is the perfect gift for your traitorous liberal family members or friends or just for anyone or smoke it yourself. Again, go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, to get a free Benedict Arnold cigar added to all orders over $76. It's in our country crimes against humanity it is and massive crimes against humanity accountability and which I, is and weird again. because if if you if you complain against that the left embraces you oh you're one of the PETA types you're against animal exploitation you're against animal research that's great so if you if you talk about that if you complain about what Fauci did to the animals the left embraces you you'd be welcome into the PETA rally the minute you start saying oh yeah and they're also experimenting on children oh that's misinformation no, it's not. Well, no, it's not. It's true. It's, it's true. It is. Okay. I'm going to go back to this real quick. The vaccine causes prion disease and neurological disease in children. Can you explain that? Because I actually haven't. I, I'm trying to do the research while so I'm doing it, this. I see some of the studies that are out there. That was not what I said. I said it can. It has a potential to cause prion disease, which is um, layman's term, mad cow disease. So it's um, a misfolding of the proteins in the brain. And we already know that these injections do cross the blood-brain barrier. That's a barrier to keep our brains safe. And when it does cross that, it can um, cause injury, which are, um, can create these prions, uh, which damage the brain. It causes neurological damage. People uh, it causes cognitive um, dysfunction. People are not thinking like themselves. Um, and ultimately, death, a madness, a horrible way to go. And it, it, we don't know the long-term effects. We don't know what's going to happen in five years. We don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. And if these things are slow acting, if our bodies don't clear it and get it out of our, our system, there's a serious risk that this could um, be in our, our country's future, people and, dealing with this. And some people's bodies are going to process differently. Absolutely. And some people's bodies are not going to push it out. And some people's bodies, their, their DNA is going to be affected by it. And if it's an R, a, uh, mRNA vaccine, which two out of the three are, then that particular genome of, the, of, of a vaccine was designed to change and to affect your DNA. Right. So it, it potentially could be continuing in our bodies silently for years. And, and what is the long-term effect of that? We absolutely don't know. Anybody that says that they know is not telling the truth because we haven't had the chance to study it. We're studying it right now as we're living through it. So it goes on and says, we, the parents, children of D12, are being subjected to medical tyranny. The, they are being subjected to medical tyranny because medical tyranny is the ability to suppress information that could save or potentially save their lives. Absolutely. That is medical tyranny. So in Nazi Germany, um, there was a, a phrase, Für Erscheisheit, it's for your safety. That is medical tyranny. 
We, we need to read our history books. We need to pay attention to the mistakes that we've made in the past and learn from that. We're, we, we don't have to head in that evil direction. I, I, I'm, I'm just at a loss right now. Max, I'm at a loss because truth has become ambiguous. Truth has become something that we're, you know, and, and Dr. Weber, you, you are much nicer about this whole thing than I would be. I'm not. I, I come straight out and I'm like, terrorist. <laughs> but <laughs> you're I, that warrior spirit. I am. And, I am and we need that too. Yeah. But I see this as our countrymen that have been deceived. Yeah. And they have the potential to wake up, remove the veil from their eyes. God can, can work through even terrible situations like this to see the truth. And that's what everyone needs. What's happening to you is terrible. I look at this also, what's happening to the medical field is terrible. I mean, we look at what's happening to the, the justice system where people are being presumed guilty instead of innocent. It's, it's turning that concept on its head. The media is declaring people guilty. I mean, just look at Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse has been completely exonerated so far in this trial. Facebook, Google, all these companies literally shut down his fundraising attempts for his defense. Right. So we see that we see in the medical tyranny. I mean, it's called I just mentioned it, it's called practicing medicine for a reason. I'm not saying you're wrong, but if you are wrong in, in some situation, you carry malpractice insurance for that yes. situation. If you make a mistake, you're covered. You're expected to push the boundaries. You're expected to do what you think is best for the patient. And you have coverage to protect yourself and your firm. Should you make a mistake? What we're going what we're going into is it, it, it's it's terrifying because What's going to be the result if doctors are all of a sudden going to lose their medical license if they just are wrong about something, which happens all the time. I mean, doctors are wrong. I'm not saying you are. But if, if that's the risk, then doctors aren't going to try and think outside the box. They're not going to try and Absolutely. find what's working in other countries, looking at obscure right. medical journals to find um, unique uh, solutions to unheard of problems. They're not going to do that. And more people are just going to die because doctors are inherently risk averse when that much money's on the line, right? Right. So if, we see it across the board. They're, they're redefining what medicine is, and it's going to lead to more people dying. It absolutely is. It is. And masks don't work, and they're very harmful to children. Listed a bunch of physics-defying facts, like it forces them to keep rebreathing the same dirty air. And this is a battle between good and evil. Um, so, so this is the things that she says that are false claims. It is a battle between good and evil. That's really what we're in right now. It, it is the terrorists, the leftist, uh, the radical leftists that frankly are terrorists to our society that have that have permeated and 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 like a cancer grown throughout all parts of our government. Government has just become too big. Um, but it is a, a battle between good and evil. I don't know how you can see it any differently when they're throwing so many different things at us. They're stealing elections, silencing the voice of people. Uh, critical race theory, which, by the way, is not a scientific anything. It was it was actually written by a journalist in the in the uh, uh, New York Times. It was a theory. It was a theory to discuss, yeah. to have a dialogue, and of that article. not history fact. Right. Well, then they just ignore facts and then started implementing it into law schools, and then from there started pushing towards the idea that the they younger. could adversely, ad yeah, yeah the younger, 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 younger. It's a it's a guilt based environment. It's, it's guilt. We, and we just interviewed, we just interviewed Jeffrey Steele, father. He's a doctor, mm -hmm. father um, from Florida. His his daughter Sophia, special needs child. She has um, a lot of issues. She's nonverbal. She mm -hmm. she has an enlarged tongue. She can't. She has to breathe through her mask. They illegally, forcibly masked her in school, and tied the mask around her head with rope. And the only reason he found out about it, it was going on for like a month and a half. The only reason he found out about it was because they accidentally left it on and forgot to take it off before they put her on the bus. So when That's she got home, the evil. mask was completely saturated because she breathes through her mouth because she, she has an enlarged tongue. The mask was saturated. It was like being waterboarded because she's trying to breathe through a wet mask. So, I mean, we look at situations like that. It is very clear what you are saying, that masking is dangerous, that you are breathing recycled air. Cases, that case literally proves that point. It's child abuse. Then we need to stand up. We need to push back. The yeah. So it, I, I want to read a little bit more, and then I'm going to just tell you a little bit about Susan Eller. 
because this is going to blow your mind. The person that filed this deal right here is, is not even 30 years old or right at 30 years old. No experience, none, zero experience. Her, her subject expertise is in epilepsy. And she's writing something saying that the, she, did, she got all of her information from a TikTok video. I've read studies, Dr. Weber, all over the country that point to the dangers of this vaccine, the dangers of wearing masks. I have had friends whose kids have committed suicide. I have had friends who have died after getting the vaccine. I've had friends that have lost literally everyone in their family. She lost her sister, she lost her nephew, she lost her brother-in-law, she lost her husband. One person lost four people within a matter of three months of getting the vaccine. We are at a war. We're in a war that they're just trying to kill people off. And you can say whatever you want. And you can say, oh, it's, it's much more complicated than that. No, it's not. It's not. Because they're ignoring the facts, just like they did in Nazi Germany in 1940. So it goes on to say that Dr. Ray Ann Weber spoke center stage to an audience as a medical expert who is exposing the lies of our government and medical communities. There was no ambiguity about her intention. The majority of the audience members seemed livid, nodding their heads along about how the truth had been oppressed and how the U.S. government and current D-12 school board is out to hurt the community. Despite having taken the Hippocratic Oath, Dr. Ray Ann Weber, Sorry, I didn't call you, doctor. It's called Ray Ann Weber is very deliberately eroding public trust in the medical profession by spreading COVID misinformation. You, uh, this undermines public safety, resulting in harm to the people of Colorado. It puts incredible strain on our health system's ability to care for our patients. The Colorado Medical Board urgently needs to stop this by issuing a rule stating that dissemination of information regarding COVID-19 constitutes unprofessional contact under 1236-117-CRS. The board then needs to revoke licensure and discredit physicians who behave this way. I recommend putting these physicians' names on the registry that is searchable to the public. Oh, so doxing. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Dr. Susan Elor, a punk kid, not a doctor, but somebody that went through a medical school and decided, I'm a neurologist that now knows everything. You're a physician that handles the wealth or the health and well-being of entire families, and you have for decades. 20 years. And this newbie to the deal who is specializes in epilepsy, who, by the way, is associated with UC Health University of Colorado Hospital and UC Health Memorial Hospital, who, by the way, uh, received her medical degree from the University of Central Florida. She did not get her degree from Duke. She didn't write that in here, by the way. And in Central Florida, I'll, I will just tell you, I know for a fact, is not at the top of any medical school in this country. And having the ability to serve people for epilepsy does not give you the ability to know what misinformation is. Because if you just open up just basic medical studies that are out there, basic, and I'm sorry, Dr. Weber, I'm losing my mind right now because people are dying. People are getting hurt. The, the censoring, the in, uh, attempt at intimidating is intimidating some doctors. Doctors are losing their jobs if they want to use the ivermectin or want to use hydroxychloroquine. How does, where does she get off claiming that you violated your Hippocratic Oath? Hippocratic Oath is it's long, but among it, it's, it's a promise to do no harm. That's the part that people usually attribute to it. It's, it's longer than that, but do no harm. How are you violating your Hippocratic Oath to do no harm if you are saying, let's pump the brakes and not give people pharmaceuticals that could harm them. I mean, it's one thing to say, it's one thing to, I mean, you're, you're trying not to harm them. It's, it's very clearly you it's upside abiding down. by the Hippocratic Oath. It's upside down. There's so many things in our country that are upside down right now. Um, when, when we walk away from God, we lose our moral compass, and this is what it looks like. But we also see that people are waking up and they're standing up and uh, standing up in a way that people never would have probably before. So I do see the good in it. I, I know it's crazy. She, she's bought into the indoctrination. And um, w without having Christ as our moral compass, we can all make that mistake. So I, I pray 
that she will see the light. And I know a lot of doctors um, are going to wake up that have maybe bought into the CDC misinformation. And it's going to be really tough when they realize they've made a mistake. Um, and I just pray we all wake up sooner rather than later so the harm can stop. We, we, it goes on, by the way, and this is the interesting part about this, this letter from Dr. Susan Elwer of Colorado Springs, who is associated with the UC Health University of Colorado Hospital. Uh, UC Health, by the way, has not had a great reputation as it pertains to servicing patients with COVID. And along with uh, uh, Jared Polis, the governor of Colorado, who basically just said that, he, that hospitals could push out people and let people die at home. It's so unethical. It's, it's unethical. And I, the guy's a piece of trash. This, this is a guy that made $100 million or whatever, $200 million, $200 million that paid less than 8% taxes over the last couple of years. 8% taxes. And that's While encouraging kids to uh, lie to their parents and just go ahead and get the, the COVID shot without their parents' consent. So, so let's say that they lie to their parents. Let's say that they do that. They lie to their parents. They get the COVID vaccine for a $100 gift card or whatever right, they get. They get their right? Walmart gift card. And, and then the kid goes home and says, I don't feel well. And the parents have no idea that they got the vaccine. Right? And then their Sid says, let me go lay down and go to sleep. By the way, this, this, what I'm talking about right now happened in Pueblo, Colorado. It is a case right now that is under investigation because the parents did not know that their child got the vaccine. Kid went to lay down, didn't feel well, said, oh, I just don't feel well, I don't feel well, and um, died. They went in there four hours later, their, their son was blue, and he died. He died, and they found out later that he got the vaccine. But he, it could have been prevented had they known adverse reaction. Maybe he would have had some, you know, adverse reaction that would have been longstanding. But he probably would be alive. Yet the parents don't know. Parents don't can't say that they hey. they don't need this shot. They no, they're not they going to die. Statistically, they will absolutely not die from COVID. Ninety nine point eight, ninety nine point nine. Statistically, but kids don't need to swallow the, the Tide Pod either. And it seemed like to be that was a trend. Um, going into 2018. Okay, so the, it goes in here and says, I additionally recommend that if temporary suspensions are issued, re return to active licensure must follow completion of mandatory COVID education and professional rehabilitation. This is a little punk that their specialty is in epilepsy. And just so you know, I know a lot of doctors who are trash. I grew up with a lot of guys that happen to get medical licenses. I went on. And some of them are frankly trash. Sorry. There, there are good doctors and bad doctors. Just like in and every if profession. you are chasing money, you're not going to be practicing ethically. You can still be a great doctor and, and make a great living um, and, and earn good money. It's, it's the love of money, not um, pursuing you know, your patient care first. Your, what is in the best interest of your patient? Um, even if that goes against what your, the CEO of your hospital says. If they say, well, uh, we want everybody to be tested, if they're positive, to be isolated, to be given remdesivir, and, um, you know, any sign of respiratory distress, they got to be intubated, you know, that should be a last resort, um, and, and it's really serious. We need to, as physicians, practice according to our, our you know, the ethics where we are putting our patient first not what a supervisor or a CEO says. It's I think it's what the last life and death. year and a half, what the last year and a half has shown us is that medical papers, medical studies, medical journals are not written in a foreign language. Yes, sure, some of it's a little complicated. You have to actually do deeper research to understand what they're talking about. But it is not beyond the general population's ability to read these journals. And papers, right? Like the, the general population can read these studies and say, oh, wow, if you look at this sample size, double blind study, this was effective, this was not effective. And I think when you look at someone who obviously is a neurologist, you, you, you don't get to be that job easily. Right? It takes a lot of study, it takes a lot of practice, mm -hmm. takes a lot of education. But when it comes to just general medical knowledge, obviously she went to medical school and she graduated. Um, but when it comes to things like this, she is not encountering epidemiological research on a daily basis. That's not her forte. So when when we are looking at studies, when you are looking at studies, obviously you guys have a, a, a better like baseline vocabulary and, and understanding of the concepts. 
but giving the general population enough time, they can know just as much and more about some of these studies than she would because she's not actually reading into it. She, she found out what her belief is. She, she thinks this is right, what the media tells her, what, what other doctors tell her, and she doesn't actually do the research. So we're in a weird place where they're actually just civilians, just regular, everyday, average Joes who know more like from an epidemiological standpoint <laughs> from a pharmaceutical standpoint than someone who has gone to medical school. And it, it, it blows my mind. If, if we would all just turn off our TV sets and spend the time reading and educating ourselves, we, we'd, be, we'd be out of this. We would know the, the, the difference between propaganda and truth. And we wouldn't be acting out of fear going to remind everyone that this podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21, CD21, Charlie Delta 21 to get up to 66% off. It's the best promo code that MyPillow has available. Listen, Mike Lindell is a patriot. It's a great American company that employs a large number of American workers. Shop American, get your family members or friends a fine MyPillow product this year for the holiday season for Christmas. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. Because when people are fearful, they shut down their brain, they stop thinking critically, and they just go with, you know, what, what's on the TV, what the CDC says. Well, they must be right. No, we have to decide for ourselves, and we must be educated. So... so this letter gets worse and worse as you read it, and it says that I would like to very much to file a formal complaint with the medical board in reference to the about. However, if Dr. Weber has access to my submission verbatim, I would be easy to identify, and I do sincere, I do sincerely fear retaliation. Her followers are not the sane among us. They're not the sane among us. Mm. This is the part that blows my mind. See, we're, we 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 don't just have people that are just conservatives listening. We have people that are libertarians. We have people that are, that are uh, liberal. I had to make the differentiation between good and bad, that we really are in a fight between good and it is. evil. Good and evil. And, and, I, and, I, and I have to say that there's a, there's a Bible verse that I put out there a lot, and it's Galatians 4.16. Am I the enemy because I tell you the truth? Mm-hmm. And in our society, those that tell the truth have become the enemy. They've become the enemy of this devil, of this evil inside of our society that is basically trying to destroy everything, not that just this country stands for, but that... It's good stance for across the, across the globe. You, you brought a bunch of information here which talks to, frankly, the, the, the things that are, it's information that leads you down a path of why you're standing up. Yes. It leads you down a path, and you are extremely calm. People are saying, that you've calmed me down because I want to get really just raw. And they're like, oh, look, Joe gets calmed down. Dr. Weber talks and Joe's like, oh, okay. <sighs> Take a deep breath. We are the majority. We when are the we, majority. When we stand up, when we stand in our faith and speak the truth, this all goes away. Right. And in fact, our country can be in a better place than what we've even grown up with. You know, I... I I see that, what John Adams said, our constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So if we are not founded in our faith, if we are not acting as one nation under God, then we reap what we sow. But on the other hand, our founding fathers gave us an incredible constitution. And um, when when we enact that, when we are bold and we speak up for our rights, then we have wonderful freedoms. We have a beautiful country. And there are so many of us. All, all we need to do is connect and speak up. And this is our country. It's America. Well, I, I tell you, um, we're, we're, we're at the end of the show. But I want to tell everyone to share this podcast. And we will have Dr. Ray Ann Weber on again. I want to get a new update of this. I obviously will push out everywhere the fact that a um, epilepsy physician knows more, thinks she knows more than someone that's practiced medicine for 20 years, has never done harm, 
I've never seen someone with such a respectful disposition as you have. I don't. I, I wish I could do that. I wish I could stand and look at evil in the eye but and you're say, "You're the fighter. I you, am the you, fighter." You hit it right, right head on, and we need that too. We need people to to speak up and speak loud, and shout the truth. Do you I, have a second to put the Warrington Declaration yeah, up on the yeah. the screen? This was the first um, biblical foundation that I found. Um, a church in Virginia that um, has fantastic biblical references for why we should stand up against medical tyranny. Um, the Bible is our, our greatest gift, um, the gospel. And when we, when we are armed with the whole armor of God, when we, when we know what our faith is, we, we know what to do. And, and that makes all the difference. Do you want to read a little bit of the uh, preamble? Uh, you can go to, uh, you can Google it, everyone, the Warrington Decla Declaration. The Warrington Declaration on Medical Mandates, Biblical Ethics, and Authority was created in order to provide doctrinal clarity and coherence on issues of biblical authority and ethics related to medical mandates. The Declaration seeks to equip local churches and their officers in providing transparency on where they stand and to assist individuals who are being mistreated in their churches with a well-ordered or summary of belief in this regard. And it's, it's strong. I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I shared it with Dr. Or, um, Pastor Garrett, uh, Fervent Church, um, and uh, he is fantastic. That, that is a pastor that stands up. We need more pastors that um, understand what's going on in our world and speak up. And he has an amazing amount of courage uh, and, and faith. Yes. And they have it's eight beautiful. kids. <laughs> they have eight kids. Bethany and Garrett And she's have eight so kids. beautiful. And she is beautiful. I I've never seen a, a woman that has eight kids from her own body, and she's like a, a runway model. She's beautiful. And she's amazing. She has an Super amazing smart. spirit. Yeah, and her, their kids are amazing too like every part of their family it is unbelievable it's inspiring and the amount of courage that it's it's great it's it's and his story he was a rock star i i need to have them on the show too just because yeah i want to be able to put up the picture and bethany if you're listening i want to put up the picture of garrett back when he was a he was literally a rock star <laughs> i don't know if you've seen the picture <laughs> no. i've got to no, show you the picture that. yeah he, he looked like flavio <laughs> it's, it's but God has used him in amazing ways, has, and he's yeah. changing changing hearts and bringing people to Christ. And, and, and Bethany awesome. is running for office, uh, or is thinking about running for office. I don't think she's uh, announced yet, or maybe she has. I don't think she has, um, but is running for office as well. And I, I want to encourage you to run for office um, because people will listen to you. I certainly listen to you. I want to just get fired up, and then you, you're like, well, okay, so... <laughs> What I need you to do is I need you to read this study, Joe, and look at this. And, yeah, obviously they're lying. And I'm thinking to myself, no, they're lying. We're, we're in a war. <laughs> yeah, we're in a war. But everyone that wakes up yeah. comes to the side of good and is now on our side of the army. Yeah. And we are waking people up. I mean, I had a friend yes. of mine that I talked to, and he said, Joe, I go, how's that red pill treating you? <laughs> he goes, it's stuck in my throat. <laughs> it's a bitter pill. <laughs> and I go, well, that means it's leaking into your stomach. It's having some effect on you. So yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing to see people make the distinction now between it's no longer Democrat versus Republicans. No. It is the mm -hmm. uniparty. It is the evil of our society that is trying to enslave and hurt people yeah. inside of our country. So it is the good Americans in our nation versus the bad, evil people that are mm -hmm. terroristic and want to destroy everything our country We do not for. want Marxism. Mm -hmm. We do not want no. communism. We are a wonderful nation under God. Under God. Yep. Yeah. Well, that is it. That's all the time we have for today. I want to thank you, Dr. Weber, for stopping by. We definitely want to have you back again as, um, as you defeat this, because I think you have more than enough evidence to defeat this um, frivolous prayers. claim against your license. Prayers would be yes, much we, appreciated. We prayers. So everyone, please do pray and make sure and and pray for the right outcome well that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast if you like the podcast everyone check out all the links in the description for all the different audio versions make sure you subscribe there we go live at 11 a.m eastern 7 p.m eastern so tune in for that and if you need a little help need a little reminder 
text the word freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system, letting you know when, where, and how you can watch. That's going to be it. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Altman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.